Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to T25CL Entertainment, Galaxy Talk Radio United. We stand as the name of my show. I am your host, Galaxy Chief, Andre Ward. It's Saturday, March 31st, 2018. The time is currently 10 a.m. here on the West Coast. Let's go over some temperatures. It's 55 degrees here in Oakland, 57 in Los Angeles, 64 in Tulsa, 49 in New York, 48 in London, 88 in Lagos, and 69 in Nairobi, Kenya. T25CL is your platform for digital entertainment. Please listen to our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week radio show featuring jazz, R&B, blues, hip-hop, and gospel music. Check out the many music artists which, with available CDs for downloading to your listening devices. We have seven radio talk shows. On Monday, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Murphy. On Tuesday, Straight Talk with the Hired Brush featuring Barbara McGee and Pastor Bob Trout. On Wednesday, we have the songstress herself, Rosalind Jordan Mills and Rosalind's Corner. On Thursday, you will hear Soul Vibrations with Corey Jeffries. And on Friday, we have Friday Night uh, Confessions with Lisa Jordan and Alex Singh. And on Saturdays, my show, United We Stand, with yours truly. Also on Saturday, we have In This Place with Daryl Thornton, Ronald Brooks, Mike Brown, and Brian Carter. That show is at 4 o'clock Eastern Time. Check out our website for times and login information for each of the shows offered here at Galaxy Talk Radio. We here at Galaxy Talk Radio are not professional broadcasters. We just simply just bring out news and information as it is in our various communities, our cities, our state, our country, and around the world. And we give this platform to all of you to call in and to express yourself on and with your thoughts. As you know, my show, United We Stand, was named after our film, United We Stand. But the intent was to bring attention to the black economy on a global basis. Our intent is to reach across America and across the globe to build a universal economy and to make new trading partners abroad. As I have said before, our spending capacity here in the United States alone would be equivalent to the seventh greatest economies in the world. The problem is the circulation of our wealth in our communities and with our black-owned businesses here in the United States. When dollars are not recirculated in the community, we have business failures and massive unemployment, as we do today. For those of you listening in on our website, if you want to call in and ask questions or make comment, call 724-444-7444 
Our show code is 139283. What's going on with T25CL? Please visit our website at www.t25cl.com. Listen to the free 30-second clip of our music artist. Check out the Kev Choice trailer and rent that film as well. That was our very first film. Also, go to the page of Sandra Smith Films. She has four films on our website. And, of course, the granddaddy of them all, United We Stand. Well, I'm back, and I haven't been here in about five weeks. Of course, as you all know, I did have some problems here with my home, and that did affect uh, uh, my office, and I had an internal uh, water drain leak, and that led into tearing out the kitchen, tearing out floors, tearing out carpet, repainting, and actually one thing led into another, and it ended up into a total, total renovation job and living in the midst of an office that's under construction and with dust and stuff everywhere. And actually, we're still in a construction um, zone here now as well, but we're here at the tail end of it. And so um, we're just going to come on just to let the world know that I'm back. And and uh, like we know that this is a, a holiday uh, weekend uh, for a lot of you that will be uh, participating in the Easter celebration. So we're just going to have a brief show today. Maybe let's just go for an hour and let's talk about some things. And Dr. Kwaku should be calling in in a few minutes. And so what's happening in the world? Um, you know, we've been hearing that um, uh, our president, uh, number 45, uh, Trump, we hear about various things on him on a daily basis. And we hear about these uh, sex scandals and all of this stuff and the racism, the hatred uh, that's going on. And this is what the news is focusing in on. They're focusing in on the shootings in, in the schools. The police are still killing uh, black folks across the country. And, you know, it's, this is just not normal times. This is not typical. It's unusual. Um, it, we have never seen a president ever being elected or selected into the office of the presidency without any type of um, uh, political background uh, whatsoever. And then all the chaos that has ensued since the inception of his presidency. And now we see marches uh, across the country. The, the young children from Florida have started a massive movement in a short period of time. We have the Black Lives uh, Matter, and then, of course, you have the extreme uh, racist groups on the right side that continue to spew uh, their hatred and now they're just coming out more and more and more with this thing. It's not subtle anymore. It's in the open. It, it's out there. And so 
you have to ask yourself, instead of being upset and being angry, you have to really get a hold of yourself and say, wait a minute, why is all of this stuff happening at this time? Why is there all of this killing? Why is there so much hatred? What is going on in the Middle East? What's happening with North Korea? What's going on with Russia? What's happening with Africa? And there's no elaborations on on these type of subject matters. And then all of a sudden, on Monday, China slips in their currency, the yuan, which is now a gold-backed currency, which is now in substitution of the petrodollar. Now, what does all of this mean? Why is China so heavily um, invested in Africa, and especially in Zimbabwe? What is really going on there? What is happening in, in Iraq right now? What brought about all of this stuff in Iraq with this war? Why did they do a fake war? Why did they go in there and do that in the first place? George Bush said, don't worry about the $6 trillion that we have spent. That will all be taken care of in the future. What did he mean about all of that? What is the relationship with China in Zimbabwe? What is significant about Zimbabwe? Zimbabwe is one of the most wealthiest countries in the world, not above the ground, but below the ground. Trillions and trillions and trillions of um, dollars and wealth with gold and diamonds and other minerals. And so if China comes in with this currency, the yuan, and it's being supported by what? Zimbabwe. Not necessarily by what you see, but by what you don't see. With, with the underground assets and the way economics is being played right now, and you may not know this, but what happens is they bet on, on futures. And so if you have uh, underground resources uh, there in your country, you don't have to dig it up. You can let it stay there. And then someone like a China can come in and say, okay, we will uh, back a bond. So Zimbabwe you print these bonds, we will back it, we will have our wand, and then your underground assets will be there to support it. Now, what's happening right now is the big countries throughout the world, China, Russia, and even the United States, are all going to have to have currencies that are going to be gold-backed or backed by the natural resources or the gross domestic product of your given country. And if not, you, you just cannot arbitrarily go in and just start printing 
money. This is why they came up with through by ways with the IMF is with the Basel Three compliance. And so now that every central bank in the world has to be compliant with these standards of Basel Three, and there's also a Basel Four. And so now China says, U.S., if you're not ready, we're coming out with it. And now the world is saying, the hell with the U.S., we're getting in this game. We're not thinking about wars. We're not thinking about um, uh, nuclear bombs and none of that stuff. We want to get our economies together. We're not thinking about racism and hatred and all this madness. We're thinking about economic development in our countries. And if you're not paying attention to what's happening globally and you're locked in on what's being told to you and being fed to you on the news, you're going to be in a world of confusion of what's going on and you're going to be complacent. And when this stuff starts going down, for which the reports that I'm getting this morning, I get various reports in from various sources and all of this is to be deployed come April 1st by way of Iraq, and that's going to engage everything globally, worldwide, with the revaluation of 209 uh, currencies in various countries throughout the world. And now, all of a sudden, when you start going into banks, you're going to see a bunch of people into the banks. They're going to be in there, and they're going to be doing exchanges, and they're going to be... Uh, uh, millionaires and some may be billionaires, whatever. But once again, this is not for self-enrichment. This is to eliminate global poverty, which goes right back to our film, United We Stand. What is the theme of United We Stand, our film? It is to get uh, 3 billion people, 1 billion people off of the poverty rolls by 2030, which is the United Nations mandate. It's just so that we here at T25CL Entertainment, we came out, we did a concert, we did a show, we uh, got involved with various African nations, various ambassadors, Millennium Development um, uh, Goal and ambassadors throughout Africa. We got involved with them because we wanted to form a relationship with the ambassadors throughout these countries, throughout Africa, and also help out our various communities here in this country. So how do we do that? We can't do it through no GoFundMe. We can't do it through getting a few bucks here and there and people emptying out their pockets. We can't do it. It has to be done by a global mandate. So we got ahead of the curve and got it out there with United We Stand, and it's all leading up to what's jumping off right now and what's really happening. And then they're going to start leaking this stuff out to you over your news networks. But in the interim, you just uh, just keep looking at the stormy days and, and all of the, the nonsense that's out there, the Playboy stuff, and but there's something else going on behind the scenes. Let's go to the boards. We have a caller from California. California, you're on United We Stand. I am your host, Galaxy Chief, Andre Ward. State your name, please. This is Gina. Hey, Boone, how you doing? Um, hang in there. Yeah. Hey, well, What's late. new? 
What's new with you? What's happening in the world? Are you seeing this madness that's going on right now? We see the stuff that's going on in in the in the news, but it's like I said in my opening, something big is going down. We got ahead of the curve on this thing. We've been saying it ever since we did our show. Um, we're we're doing our part to get a billion people off of the poverty rolls. And we want to employ people. We want to do projects and stuff. But, you know, we just can't do this by uh, GoFundMes and grants. And so, yes, we are a part of this big, big movement to make a change for people. But we got to do it in in the thing that's just getting ready to jump off. So I think this, what, that was surprise, surprising to me over the... Um over the new seeds, even though I didn't pay that much attention to it because I've been fighting this uh, virus across the United States, which, which I find odd. Um, Kim Jong-un leaving Korea. How many years has it been since he's stepped out of that country? Yeah, his father I came found that bizarre attack. <laughs> I really did. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about it, but I'm like, he actually got on a plane and left. Wow. Yeah, actually, he got on a on a train and went to China. Oh, the and, train, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and what what see what what's really going on behind the scenes is Korea is getting ready to unify North Korea and South Korea. They're getting ready to become one, one Korea. And and uh, yeah, Kim Jong Un. His whole thing, the whole time was, hey, I want to be a player in the world. And so he would go and send his little rockets up into the air and let them crash onto the beach and stuff there in the ocean. And all he wanted was acceptance. So why do you think that Trump came out and said, oh, yeah, me and Rocket Man, oh, we can't call him Rocket Man anymore, now, we're going to start a relationship. We're going to have a discussion and see if we can work these things out. And why do you think the other day Trump said something that was quite curious, that China, the president of China, has done his job? See, I think that went over the heads of a lot of people. And what Trump was telling you was China got Korea together and said, look, Korea, stop the bullshit. If you want to get in this club, stop the crap, and here's what you got to do, and whatever was said after that. And now, that's all Korea ever wanted was to be a part of the club. You, You just can't be locked out of the global economy by going out here and playing whatever type of game, a war game, a racism game, a slavery-type game, you, you, you can't. If you want to be a part of this thing, you know, it's just a way that it, it has to go down in order to be that. Even Russia wants to be a part of it. And so this is why you're going to hear negative things about Russia as well. Nobody's interested in fighting. Who are you going to fight? Nobody wins in a nuclear war. They send one here, we send two over there. They explode, you poison up a bunch of people, whatever. But 
It's one other thing that I want everyone to keep in mind um, is that this is a battle between good and evil. And it's just like in a biblical story, but this is going down in our time right here in 2018. Now, you can determine if you want to or do your own research who is the good person and who is the bad person. And in my opening statement, I mentioned, you know, it's quite curious that Trump got put in this position in the first place. I don't think he's going to be there long. My theory, and this is my theory, is that he was put there for a reason, and he was put there to do a job job that uh, a politician could not and would not do. But in the interim, we need you to cause all this chaos, racism, say stupid stuff, whatever you need to do, we need dictators. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. We need the media to talk we talk about chaos. We need the people to be out here marching. We need everybody to keep your eye on something way on the left while we're doing something way over here on the right. And this is the trick of musician magicians and what they do. You keep watching this left hand. But my right hand is doing something else because you're looking at the left hand. And this is what is going on right now is there's some bad, bad, bad people that are running this planet right now. And we can really get into the details of it, but I want to do another show on it on how deep this thing really is, whether it's on planet or off planet or a combination of the two. And so this is why you you hear me on my shows. I don't necessarily get into the the, the black thing as much as well as I do as a global thing because I want our people to get out of the habit of uh, playing the role of a victim even though we are victims. We did 310 years of free labor to build this country up to what it is to, to this very day. And if someone goes around and says America is great, make it great again. But overall, you know, it, that is a buzzword for white folks to perpetrate evil. But realistically, it's, it's a situation where we are the ones who, who built this country to make it uh, quote-unquote great. We did that off of the the backs of slaves, our relatives. So if you're black in this country in the day of 2018, you had a great-great-grandfather, great-great-grandmother that was a part of building this place up because of their tenure of free labor. And I and in my opinion, and I, and I especially tell my Christian friends and Christian family, is when you go to your churches on Sundays and you're a so-called black church, how come you don't give humbrage to those who you can visibly recognize who did die for you, who did uh, sacrifice their lives so that you can have a color TV and a sports car and a 
and a nice pad for this very day. Who who made that sacrifice for you? And so, therefore, they're going to clog your judgment and have you going out here and boiling some chicken eggs and putting some dye on them and going out here and hiding them in the woods and having and, and you programming your kid to go out here and get a basket and go out into the woods and hunt down some damn egg that some type of way has some degree of relevance to the birth of the Son of God, commonly called Jesus. Now, people, you got to wake up. You got to wake up. And so they keep you confused in the churches on Sunday. So what happened two, three, four, five, six thousand years ago? Something that they can't even verify or validate. They won't even recognize those stories in the Bible came from out of East East Africa in itself. And everybody in that book comes from a Muslim heritage out of East Africa. How come this isn't taught in the church? How come it's not taught that Jesus was a black man and he was born of Muslim descent out of East Africa? And so... I don't want to get too much into that, but I because these things are arguing, you know, people debate them, and and they want to go to different churches. Uh, I have having a discussion with my uncle yesterday about our, our churches back there in Texas, and that how our families go to different churches. I got cousins that are brothers, and and and, and all of them go to different churches back there. Cousins go to different churches back in, in a little bitty old town in Texas. And so we are divided uh, religiously. We are divided spiritually. And so I, I, I wouldn't get into too much debates about that. But it's one thing we need to recognize is our relatives that did live in the 1800s, the 1700s, and some maybe in the 1600s here in this country, the sacrifice that they had to do going out there in 120-degree heat, picking cotton, sweet potatoes, and and collard greens and all of this stuff, slopping hogs and and forced to eat pig ears, pig nose, pig snorts. All while I kept the master's house straight. And then having And there's a reason why all of us uh, uh, black folks, we, we are a colored people. That is true because we are black people. We are brown people. We're high yellow. We're called mulattoes. We're called every other different thing. There's several different shades of black, and it's because of that integration uh, with the master and the unwillingness, of course, by our grandmothers and great-great-grandmothers during that period of time. So these are things that we ought to be reflecting on on Sunday mornings. We need to talk about when you come home from church, when you're sitting around the dinner table, and and having your dinner and having family discussions, talk about the sacrifices of your family and those before you, and um, and and the sacrifices that they have made. This is what we do because this is verifiable. And anything else, if we got uh, our families that are First Baptist, Second Baptist, Third Baptist, Presbyterians. Catholics and and all these different denominations and it's coming from the same book this once again this leads into massive confusion 
in division. But once again, you're watching the left hand while the right hand is doing something totally different. And these people out here right now, they playing for keeps because they're getting out here right now playing this money game. And this is why those of us who are paying attention to what is really going on in this world, we recognize that the money, the wealth is getting ready to drop. And once again, it's not for us to get out here and buy fur coats and diamond rings with. This is for the resurrection of our people. It is for us to build up business. It is for us to to hire people, employ people, and develop things, and teach and train and educate. It's It just goes right back to our film, United We Stand, and oh. what it stands for and why it was created. Go ahead, Gina. You know, also I noticed something, too, that I think people should kind of, you know, try to understand are the changes in the tax laws, especially housing. You know, um, I think, uh, Dre, you would know this, the credits um, where you get to write down all of your interest for your home, right? Right, right. Okay, so then as of 2018, there's a moratorium on on writing off the interest for your home up to a certain date, whereas before, if you took, what are those loans, if you take those loans out, the excess, you can, like, go buy yourself a sports car? Now right. they're going to hold you accountable to have the receipts that it was for home improvement only. I noticed the strange thing to me, and I was going to ask you about this, is that it's only, I think, for like seven years, then that, that law goes away. So that intel lets you know that they're, they're up to something, at least to me, because why would you just place that on? It is not a permanent tax law. It's a, it, it ends. It ends in like six years six or seven years, then it goes away. Yeah. That's weird to me. Don't Normally when they overhaul the tax system, it goes on for like 30-plus years or forever. Well, the reason is, my sister, is because there will no longer be an IRS. That's why they did that. Oh, and the I, see, somebody's paying attention. That's she. <laughs> I just didn't know yeah. when and why. I'm like, hmm, that's kind of weird. Yeah, because, see, the, the IRS is, is more or less a policing-type agency and that holds threats over your head if you think about cheating or using lo- certain loopholes that you're not supposed to be utilizing. And so, therefore, it's a scare tactic. And so they're getting ready to get into It's something I've been talking about for years, and I think you and I probably have talked about it. It goes way back into the 90s when me and Bernie used to talk about it all the time. It's a consumption tax, whereas you get taxed on your purchasing power. So if you got the ability to go out here and buy a yacht or a Rolls Royce or whatever, you pay taxes on that. If you got to go out here and buy a uh, Volkswagen Beetle, and then that's what you pay taxes on. You pay taxes on, on, on every acquisition. Now, I don't care if you're blind, crippled, crazy, a dope dealer, or whatever you may be, you pay based around your spending habits and which is the way that it's supposed to be. And so all of this is going to be coming under what is called the Nisara law, N-E-S-A-R-A. That all means something. I, I don't remember the, the, what it means, but, but well, the name actually. But what it means is the things that's going to be eliminated 
and which is things like the IRS and the Federal Reserve and any president who even uttered about getting rid of the Federal Reserve or going to a gold standard, he would have to be eliminated. And now with what is happening right now with the removal of the cabal and we're getting ready to get into a, uh, a new day, now these sort of things are getting ready to be eliminated. These things that have been holding us back as a people. And as I said earlier, the monies that are getting ready to be released and predominantly these monies are, are to really to get rid of uh, uh, poverty in Africa, especially, and also infrastructure here in this country as well. And because Africa has been raped, manipulated, and all of that for several um, centuries now, and now it's time to rebuild it. And, of course, the world is looking at it, the wealth of the world is in Africa. And this is why the Nasara law is coming out, but globally it's called G-Sara, which is coming out, which affects the entire planet Earth. And all of it is getting into a period of peace, prosperity, and economic development. Let's go to the board. Nisara again, please. I'm going to look uh, that up. Nisara, N-E-S-A-R-A. And GSAR is G-E-S-A-R-A. All right. Let's go to the board. I think we have the great Dr. Quay Koo on from Northwest California. Doc, is that you? Yes, brother. How you doing? Good morning. Hotep, Hotep. How you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful, brother. Yes, sir. You know, I wasn't stationary at the time, but uh, hey, uh, I'm good to be with you people again. I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here and share and talk about the issues that are, you know, concerning all people, but most mm-hmm. certainly people of color. Yeah, so. Yes, sir. And, about taxes and stuff, which is a little bit out of my line. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, it, it all kind of comes together, brother, and 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 I know what your point of contention is and, and what you – uh, focus in on because you're focusing in a lot on on mental health and the things that you're working on, and that's going to be needed a whole whole lot once we go through this global currency uh, reset. Even I mean, some of your clients may turn out to be people who might be normal right now, working, getting a paycheck every couple of weeks, but when they find out what is going on and they didn't know anything about it holy crap, is is going to start a real serious metamorphosis here in this country. It's going to get so cosmic. I've been getting reports in that uh, uh, maybe things are going to get shut down. You may be locked up into your house for a couple of weeks. So whatever food and water supplies that you have, you may be under lockdown because of this transformation. And when when you're getting ready to go on a new global system of economics, but this is also going to be a day of prosperity. It's getting ready to be a good day. And 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 monies are already being shifted throughout the world. Even the United States 
uh, start putting monies on planes and whatever else, maybe on boats or whatever, and shipping it throughout various points in the world. But this is under the new currency. See, the currency that we're used to is the U.S. Treasury note, for which is getting ready to be recycled and burned up. So you look at those pretty bills that you got in in your pocket right now, and I know a lot of you are getting ready to go out here and start going up got today and buy some hog heads and pig feet and stuff. But uh, that stuff uh, pretty soon <laughs> you you're gonna be burning it all up. It ain't gonna be worth the tinker's damned because it's getting ready to come under a new currency called the USN, and uh, which is a which is a US note which is going to be a, a, a gold back note. And so now these things are going to be, have to be shipped all over the world. And the Chinese are, started playing this game last Monday. They didn't put this on the news. It's just that you've got to be in tune with other sources to, um, to find out what is, is, is really, really going on. And so... Uh, what they've been using here in this country, something called a petrodollar, in order to buy the old oil with from from um, from the east, and now the the oil producing companies are not recognizing the petrodollar anymore; they are recognizing the yuan to purchase the oil, and so therefore. Uh, the United States and other countries are going to have to convert their currencies into this one petro-type dollar in order to purchase the oil. So this crap is going down. Reports I got this morning um, in Iraq and Baghdad, and they have a, uh, a publication over there called the Gazette, and this is supposed to be printed out with their new currency, the new rates on their currency. When Bush started the war, their currency got depleted to down to 0.00084. Now we're getting reports that it could go uh, probably between 7 and $8. And probably is going to go higher than that as well. And so there's about, what, six, seven, eight million people in this country that are holding this currency that are getting ready to exchange it starting next week. Brother, things are happening, and this is why they want to keep us uh, confused. They want us to keep fighting with ourselves. They want us to keep fighting with the white folks. They want us to go out here and buy some new suede shoes to wear to the Christian church tomorrow. They, and, and so they want to keep us confused and, and, and just thinking on these small, trivial things instead of building our businesses and starting getting ourselves together, getting our proposals together and so that we can start getting funded and so that we can get out here, work collectively together in unity, start making money, hiring people, teaching and training people, and coming together and making things happen. Let's go to Georgia. Let's see who's calling in from Georgia. Georgia, you're on with United We Stand. State your name and where you're calling in from, from Georgia. Yeah, this is Roy from Georgia. Uh, how you doing? Everybody? Hey, 
Hey, brother, how you doing, man? <laughs> oh, man, I'm just listening to you, man. This is uh, quite a treat to hear you you getting that out to uh, a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of people, man, because, uh, like I said, a lot of them, a lot of them just, you know, we getting, like you say, we're getting stuff that we're, we're really not uh, getting on uh, mainstream media, and you got to really dig to find a lot of this stuff, and I'm so glad to see brother you know that you putting this out there you got a platform to put that out there man and uh it's just it's just really something i wish you i wish more people would really get on your station and really listen to what you're saying you know because like i said this is really 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 time now it's past time to to wake up like you said and um and know what's going on because i mean this thing is it's coming like a a steamroller that's not slowing down. It's gonna roll you over. If you're not ready, you're gonna get rolled over and succumb to it. So, I mean, I just appreciate what you're doing, brother. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Did I say anything that was not the truth? <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> everything you said was true. Everything I've researched, uh, you know, me and you've been talking the last five years about this, man. And, uh, you know, I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And you taught me a lot. So, hey, man, this. It's happening, man. Like I said, hopefully, you know, we uh, can awake, you know, give, put this out in the uh, where, uh, where some of the pe- people out here to where they can, uh, you know, pass this on to some of their loved ones and friends that they know, and they can uh, actually yeah. take it in, you know, because, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot to digest. I mean, it's really a lot yeah. to digest, and I can understand, you know, oh, that's not going to happen, that's not going to happen, but, hey, it's better to be prepared than unprepared, you know. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, because we've been taught and trained in one certain way and, you know, we're just in sort of like the second phase of of slavery here in this country. You know, we did it one way for 310 years from 1555 to 1865. And now the the slavery game has kind of changed a little bit, upgraded somewhat, whereas we're allowed to assimilate out here in society along with everybody else. We're allowed to get college degrees. We're allowed to buy nice homes, we're allowed to buy nice little sports cars and, and whatever. And and so but now it's still a different form of it. And there's things that you and I both know what we can get into, what's really behind all this, but you know, I just don't want to add another level of confusion on this thing. But right now all I can tell you and what Roy can tell you is be prepared for the fruits of life. It's going to be a change. And for those of you who are not informed of such things, it's going to be a shock to you. And don't resist it whatsoever. Uh, I even went into into the bank a few weeks ago. They confirmed, yes, the lady at the desk. Yeah, it's, it's getting ready to happen. They know about it. They get memos on this thing. Went to the bank yesterday. New manager there at the bank had all the employees in a little huddle right there on the floor. I was trying my best to do some ear hustling of what was going on, but I know what that meeting was all about, and and I know they're telling them, it's like they're telling them at all these banks, get ready because you're getting ready to see a whole bunch of people come in here and start hitting these banks and they're going to be coming in with this funny monopoly money. And so don't be shocked behind it. 
when you see it. It's already on the screens at the bank. They can see it. It's there. And uh, But they're just waiting on the, the go-ahead for this thing to be deployed to the general public. But this is getting ready to be a, a good day. And a lot of this information I've kept away from even uh, Dr. Kwaku and, and everybody else because it sounds too crazy, it sounds too cosmic, and so i just kind of just been keeping it on, on the under a little bit. Uh, Gina and I, we go out for our walks on Saturdays and stuff, and we talk about these sort of things and all the cosmic stuff. And and so, but uh, Roy, he knows what's happening, so he's tuned in to, to what's going on. And, and I have been kind of, and they've been saying, man, don't bring this up on your show just yet. It's a little bit too soon. Don't do it. But right now, and especially after reports that have come in this morning, that this thing is getting ready to jump off the clock, is narrowing down. And so I'm just letting my listening audience know, those of you that are uh, on here that's listening all across the world, and those of you going to be listening to the replay, that something new and dynamic is getting ready to happen. Of course, people are going to have a knee-jerk reaction to it. And there's going to be massive confusion about it. Um, there's getting ready to be a big hit on the stock market as well, too. And because this is where a lot of evil people hide their monies, of course, is in the stock market. And so the stock market is getting ready to go through a reset as well. Because if your currency is being artificially valued, so, therefore, there has to be an adjustment to bring the currency, the new currency, into adjustment with the entire financial system of this country and, and inclusive of the entire freaking world. And so everything is going to have to be adjusted. There's even been discussions that whereas even the common person that all of your slave debts are going to be eliminated. These are some of the things that are in the Nisara law. This ain't me just talking. I don't make stuff up. I go by what I read, what I research, what I hear from various different sources, that your debts will be wiped out, whether it's mortgages, credit cards, and there's going to be something like a credit amnesty type program. Um, and this is I all a part of the uh, Nisara well, go ahead, Gina. Andre, you know what? Um, um, I went to go see uh, Michelle Obama um, this past Wednesday, and my mm -hmm. friend in the car, she reads a lot, and she told me to look into the student loan. You're right. They're getting ready to work on our debt. And she mm -hmm. said she's, she's been hearing this. I know, Of course, I know nothing of it because I've been sick and just trying to get well. But she told me, she said, start looking around because there's some kind of program where they're going to start taking part of that debt away. It's not a scam. I don't know what it is. She doesn't either. But she's, she's been getting little tidbits coming through about the student loan debt. So I'm just here to say, yeah, yeah I'm backing that one up, too. Oh, by the way, Michelle was good. Yep. Yep. Bits and pieces of this stuff comes out. And like I said, what I do is I do research. Roy does research. 
And um, we get things from various different places. And then what we do is start lining these things up and looking at the degree of commonalities that, that are there. And then all of a sudden, this crap will start making some degree of freaking sense to what's going on. And the one thing I'll, I'll throw out is uh, you can, uh, I know Karen Hunter had brought it out too about the, um, uh, uh, what's the name of the richest family in the world, Roy? What do you call Rothschild. Rothschild. And how they got their humble uh, beginnings way back in what, the 15, 1600s or so, and and uh, how that was passed along to the family and went into generational type wealth and how they uh, owned and controlled every think, uh, central bank in the world with the exception of which two, Iran and North Korea. Hey, Andre. Let's, Iran let's, and North Korea. And now their wealth is what? $600 trillion freaking dollars? Ron, Andre, real quick, I just want to tell them this. It's a lot of stuff is on YouTube now. That's where I get a lot of my information. Um, I've been doing this, you know, researching this for about five years now, this this global economy, uh, this this mess <laughs> what it really is. And it's so deep. I mean, it's just a lot of information there, but you got to know what the look for but look i'll tell you this if you just look at the secret societies in in the world and you'll find out what's really really going on what's really controlling this whole thing and then you kind of understand a little bit um why this is why these things are happening i mean they're playing games with us i mean and, and people are waking up now they start to see where it's really coming from it's a whole the whole thing is to to pit us to divide and conquer. That's what they've been doing for years. Keep us enslaved. Uh, keep our minds, you know, enslaved. As long as we, as long as we fighting against you, know, they're they're just constantly robbing us and killing us. If we come together, it's like Andre said. We all came together. I mean, all races come together. They're powerless, and that's what's happening right now. Masses of people are trying to wake up and come together, and you know. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a very religious person. You know, I, my mother raised me that way. Uh, believe in God, and uh, I just want, you know, this world to actually everything to be fair. Everybody, it's enough for everybody. You know, to, hey, if they just would have did the right things, the, the powers to be, and and spread their wealth everywhere, this wouldn't have been a problem. I really believe God is here now. And he's changing these things. You know, and that's what I believe well, in. Well, let me ask you, what made you see the light? You know, you worked for Toyota for a lot of years and and stuff for a lot of hours, 17, 18 hours a day, what you used to do. And you you were totally detached away from all of this. What made you see the light and for you to see what is going on and what made you start doing your research into this? Ah. Uh. Well, you know, mainly listening to you and, and, and Howard. <laughs> I mean, I used to listen to you brothers when I was working that hard. 
And uh, y'all more listening to the political type world and just, you know, find out a lot of things. And and it gave me an uh, appetite when I was, you know, when I got to be retired to, to really start researching these things and seeing these really true. And that's another thing. You have to don't believe anything me and Andre say. Do your own, you know, research and find out for yourselves, you know. That's what, you know, I did, you know. I look at things and uh, for myself, I don't believe what people just tell me because there's been so many, you know, it's, it's been lies and perpetrated on all of, you know, everything is a lie. You know, I mean, everything that we've been told mm-hmm. is a lie. And sure. we, have to, we, have to, we have to really do the, the research for ourselves to find out, you know. And that's all I say. I mean, but like I said, a lot of things I've found out, it's through YouTube, but there's a lot of misinformation out there, and you got to know who to to uh, to you know to follow and look at. Now, I I got some sites that I you know I follow and people that I follow that I find that's you know that's really on point. All these false flags and stuff, <laughs> I can go on. That's a whole other show. But it's a lot of stuff that I know. There's a lot of things out here that you see that is not. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, they put in this. I'm gonna give you this one example. This last incident in Florida. Do you do you do you really believe? I mean, everybody really believe that really happened. I it's don't. Been, it's been proven it's not. It's all actors. A lot of this stuff is acting, you know. But they put it on there to keep us in fear, divided, so they can conquer. It's all it is. And once we get this out to the masses of people, and they can understand this. We'll come together and there'll be more power, and that's what's really happening. So that's what I know. <laughs> you know, but you, you know, in, in in reference to the Parkland um, thing, which um, I was sick um, a lot when that was going on, so I wasn't watching a lot of TV, but I did get bits, bits and pieces. The, um, and you know, like he said, do your own research. You don't have to believe us. Um, the one, the the one character actor that they they showed all the series of him acting throughout all of these uh, crises. Right, right. And right. then they turned that and they tried to twist it and manipulate it. That person did get busted. He's still out there. But if you really take a close look at him, that's an older guy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Not a that's teenager. Right. He's <laughs> way right. into his 20s. And he's, I just saw him recently trying to catch yeah. up with some of my news feeds. And I'm like, they still have him out here talking. You can tell he's an older guy. He's not yeah. old, but he's in his 20s. He's far and from he, high school. And yeah, it's like that's, yeah. that's a wake-up moment right there that's it. to mm-hmm. go look and do the you're research. On, and I will one yeah. site that people can do or research on, and that is PBS. But PBS, will ha- PBS has all these things in front. It's behind what's on PBS.org. You can go in there and find out about our legal system, the corruption, everything that's going on or on the brink of failing a lot of things. I learned this in a law class that I took, and the way that the professor set it up, he's an attorney, and a, and a well-known attorney. I can't even remember my professor's name, but he, he had all of our – I called it like the skeleton room on the side of our uh, syllabus, and there were all these topics that you could go in and you know do some research and see what's really going on in the world. And if you couldn't handle it, you could come out and he'd give you another assignment. But once you went in, it was the breakdown of where our legal system is failing. He went into in-depth things about Enron. I didn't know that 
in the minutes, which you can go look at on the SEC if that historical data is still there, that guy was naming meetings after characters in the Star Wars movies. But see, they didn't say that on the news. I don't remember hearing that. So if you go in there and look at the meetings, you're going to see Chewbacca at a few of them. So <laughs> all that scandal right there, this stuff is corrupt. It, it just, it's all over. It's just pockets of it all over. But it was pre-designed. And I didn't know we were born into this, Andre. Yep, yep, yep. And and it's just something that we are here. Think about it. We are here experiencing all this. And like I said earlier, for those that are not here anymore, some of our parents and grandparents who laid the foundation for all this, we are the beneficiaries of this stuff. And yep. so this is a, a a new day. So I'm going to go to Dr. Kwaku next before I go to station break. Doc, what's your take on this, man? Man, I, I, I got to say that this is really, you know, eye-opening and it's very interesting. But I, I think, you know, possibly this stuff falls in line with what we already know. We already know that we live in a, a, in a, in a world system that is, is designed to cripple everybody else on the planet while the very few uh maintain the control of the wealth. And and I think quite possibly even if they change the dynamic by which we you know, interact with currencies, there's still gonna be a select group of people, a small minority group of people who will control that. So, you know, I have a question, you know, what you know, you know, what do we do and what do the people that are on the show now see as a as a way out for everyday working people who are going to be victims of this process. You know, what do they see needs to take place in order for us to move beyond and to overtake uh, and take back some control over our lives? Well, the way out is going to be the way in. And so we're getting ready to go into a new time and a new day. And it's all going to be good from here on the T25CL side because we already know it. We already see it. This is why we're making our plans now for our, uh, the big film projects and the 72. And, and so, man, we just, it's going to be good. It's going to be good because all the things that we talk about, <clears throat> you, you know, Doc, me, you, and Corey, the things that we talk about, about doing projects, but you know, the way we talk about doing the funding is under the old system, you know, getting some grant or something and waiting a year or two for somebody to write a grant and get fundings from a grant and then living up under all those type of restrictions or getting private investors or getting bank loans and, and this sort of thing. But what happens when you get that opportunity in life or is the things that we want to do, the funding and the capacity is going to be right here. And there's going to be people out there with money that are going to be looking for humanitarian-based projects, for which this is what all of us are doing. And now keep in mind, that is the buzzword, humanitarian. And it just so happens that any motion picture projects that we do will be considered humanitarian. Why is it humanitarian? 
Look at Sin, not, uh, United We Stand. Look at the credit roll. There was, what, a, two or three hundred people on that credit roll that made United We Stand happen. <coughs> and, 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 and what happens when you get to Sin to 72? It's going to be 500 people. Look at the credit roll behind Black Panther. Hell, it took 10, 15 minutes to roll the credits behind Black Panther. And so we're talking about providing employment, uh, not only through film, but by way of entertainment. And uh, even like now with our radio shows and those who host our radio shows, what, what if you are being paid now to host your radio shows? I think now that our radio hosts now will start being a little bit more tentative to what they're doing, and they'll come on more prepared now because guess what? They're getting paid to do it. And and then when we get our offices and studios and all this stuff set up and all of that infrastructure that we have to put together, this is our main thing is to employ people Give them jobs, and we got to keep these projects to going, and so that um, we can hire more and more people. It sounds pretty good when you can get a project started, and you're not focusing in on the bottom line. That's not what it's about. It's about helping the people. This money that's coming out is not to to put me or Roy into uh, fur coats and the new GTO is it, it, to help the masses of the people. And if we don't come in with that type of a spirit, guess what? They're just going to take it right back. So let's get into commercial break, and then we're going to come back and talk about some other things. I did want to talk briefly about uh, Black Black Panther. And so, but this is uh, T25CL Entertainment. Hold on a second. Let me stop the phone from ringing. Whoever you are, I have to call you back on Worldwide Radio. Okay. And um, uh, this is T25C Entertainment at www.t25cl.com. Uh, we have our 24-7 music station. Check it out. Jazz, R&B, uh, spiritual music. We got our talk shows. We got our films. We got our artists with CDs, our artists with motion pictures. Check it out because guess what? This website is getting ready to start jumping off here in the new future and the things that we're doing here at T25CL Entertainment. We've been talking about global poverty. Look at our film, United We Stand. We shot that film in 2014, 2013. And, uh, and see, doesn't it tie back to what we're talking about to this very day? All right, let's get back into entertainment. Let's talk a little bit about Black Panther before we wrap it up. Um, I had a chance to take a look at it, and um, and you know there's been a big euphoria behind it. There's been what over a billion dollars made with this film, and it, you know it did have uh, you know some nice catchphrases and talking about the conditions of black folks and where we are today. But being in this entertainment business, being a filmmaker, I'm looking at this thing, whereas all of us who were struggling and to getting funds to do various film projects and, and, and those of us that are getting out there that don't have the household names that may have good projects. And, and if you're lucky, it may take you 10 years or so to get a film 
funded, and that's if you're lucky, funded, made, and distributed. And uh, the you know there's some great black filmmakers out there that we all know. And now this brother from Oakland, Ryan Coogler, they said, okay, yeah, this black filmmaker from Oakland made this film, Black Panther. And I know what we all have to go to. I mean, I've talked to uh, some of the named people in Hollywood, and everybody's struggling to get out here to put a $5 million film together, a $4 million film together. But looking at this Black Panther film, I said, whoa. And if you look at all the special effects and the things that they did with it, that film easily took over $100 million to make and probably another $100 million in promotion. And so maybe a quarter million dollars so may have been tied up just to get it to the screen. And now, uh, uh, they said now that a black man, a brother from Oakland, was able to put this together. And when you look at the credits, you see Marvel Comics and Disney and several other major corporations were behind this film. And I'm saying to myself, holy shit, ain't no black man or black woman ever had this type of juice with that type of backing from Disney to do a film project. I said, something ain't lining up here from a filmmaker's standpoint that a brother could go up here and write a film called Black Panther and now he can go to Marvel Comics, he can go to Disney and several 10, 15 minutes worth of other companies, major companies that all of you have heard of and they have backed this film from a brother from Oakland? I don't believe it. Now, in films, they have what you call second unit and third unit directors for, like, if you shoot a film and there's an Africa shot or a Philippine shot or Egypt shot, uh, whatever, then uh, a filmmaker uh, will get a film crew from those various countries to shoot certain segments. And so now in this film, they had, what, two, three, four segments that they focused in on Oakland and West Oakland. And I'm saying, okay, I can see where the brother from Oakland got involved with those shots. He probably directed those shots. He maybe had some creativity with the script. But ain't no brother, not even Tyler Perry, or uh, could pull off something of this magnitude and get this type of approval. I just think that, in my opinion, until I meet the brother, I, uh, I, I will be meeting him. But I just think that they called in, hit this film called Black Panther, that they definitely needed a brother, a filmmaker, to come in, brother or sister, I should say, to come in to be a director of certain phases of it. They're going back in 100%, but they needed a black filmmaker to participate with this. And I think that Coogler was selected and I think that, one, he's non-threatening. He did do Fruitvale Station, great film. And, but they didn't need to get the Spike Lee types, the, the, the Perry types, or anybody else that's in the real circle 
because they didn't want any of that drama or whatever. They just needed somebody like him to come in and to do it, but to do certain segments as it pertained to Oakland and maybe some of the dialogue throughout when it's talking about black folks getting your, your act together. This is what I got out of it. I looked at this as a business project more or less than a get-your-shit-together type thing. And I just think that Coogler um, played a part in it, but this was a much, much bigger event put on by Disney. Gina, let me go to you, because you you know about this stuff. What's your take on this thing? Oh, and Doc, I need you, I need you to run the show for a little bit. So, Doc, you're in charge. You got Gina and you got Roy on. So I'm throwing you under the bus, Doc. Go ahead. What's the question? Is what is your take on this whole Disney thing with Black Panther? Am I overlooking this thing and and with my analysis of this and that um, I just don't think that one black filmmaker put all this thing together. No, I'm going back to the script. The script was originally written in the 60s. It's a Marvel, it's a character in Marvel Comics um, that I think the guy is still alive, if I'm not mistaken. I forget his name. Um, Putting it out now is my question. Like, why now? Like I said, remember I said earlier, all who were born into this is already pre-scripted. I just feel like this is another thing that's pre-scripted. The message that's out there is a symbolic for this guy and um, the next. Well, Panther is a character. So at the end, in the double ending, if you stay back and watch all the credits go by and the lights come on, um, he's coming back. So I don't know. I can't. I, I, I can't. I, you know what? I, I can speculate on it, but I don't know enough about it. But I found out that. I mean, to me, it was looking at the movie. <laughs> And I don't know if you guys noticed, there was only one token white person in there, <laughs> which I found mm-hmm. funny. That's my take on it. It was reversed. It was like, what's going on now, it's totally reversed. And I don't know if the original writer of um, Panther did it that way or what. That's my take. I still kind of like getting over a bug, so everything stopped for me reading and stuff. But I did see Panther, and I'm going to go see it again just so I can look at it from a different perspective, but that's mm-hmm. just my, it was written in the 60s, I think, right? It's, Dre, are you still on the phone? Yeah, it was I just made the, it back. I stepped away for a minute. It was written in the 60s by a, a white guy, right? In Marvel Comics, you're right, they yeah, were Marvel, struggling yeah. and did all this. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a take just yet. I'm still trying to put that one together, but I find it weird that something out of the 60s is relevant today. So I don't know if he wrote it during the Civil Rights time or, or, or did this character then or what. I, I'm not really sure. But I think the guy is in his 90s. I think he may still be alive. I'm not really sure. No, Stan Lee. Yeah, he's still alive. He's still alive. Isn't he in his 90s? Yeah, yeah, he's old. I mean, he is the owner creator of Marvel Comics. He created the characters. But it was just like with the film Malcolm X when Norman Jewison was getting ready to do Malcolm X and Spike Lee uh, went to Norman Jewison and said, hey, man, look, I got to do this. I've been wanting to do 
Malcolm's film all my life, and and I can do this. You, you know, I think you need to kind of step back on it. And then Spike Lee ended up doing it instead of Norman Jewison uh, doing the film. And, and so that's why, in my opinion, and like I said, I have not had any discussions with Kugler as yet, but um, I just think that he was brought in as a figurehead for this because if you're going to have a film called Black Panther with a black superhero, there needs to be a degree of black representation in this and with some of the appropriate dialogue that we are familiar with and that others would not be familiar with. And also with our condition here. And the one thing that I did like about it was that uh, it reflected on the on the future. It was sort of like the 25th century type of living uh, there in the future, which was, was good because, you know, we, we hear about the Flintstones not showing any black folks in the past and the Jets, you know, not showing any black folks in the future. So they did make some future references when they were switching scenes over and uh, they did do some references to us in a more modern society, which was which is good and stuff. And then also, as you go back to our currency discussion, and a lot of white folks that I, I talk to on a global basis and some that I hear on, on some of these discussions, I heard one last night saying that we got to help the people of Africa. We have to, and I'm going to help the people of Africa. I, I know some white folks myself that want to, they're involved with, we all know some of the same ambassadors over in, 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 in Africa as, as well. So there are some white folks that want to do good. And there's a lot of them that really have this affinity towards Africa. And, and, and a lot of this is guilt and, and stuff from, from the past and how Africa has been raped and so forth. So to that extent, with the, the Black Panther, that, that part is, is, is good. Dr. Kwaku, what's your take on this? Well, brother, I, uh, whoo, when you talk about the Panther movie, I, I just think it was really strange. I looked at, uh, did you see the paycheck that uh, the main characters in that movie got? I mean, Angela Bassett, uh, Forrest Whitaker, and the brother who played as the Black Panther. Did you see what their paychecks were? No, I didn't see it. Well, the only guy that made any money was uh, the the lead actor, the guy who played as the game. I think he made mm. four million. Angela Bassett only made eight hundred thousand. Forty Fifth made four hundred thousand. I thought that was mm. compared to the, the the reputation of these actors. But even more so than that, what I was really concerned about, I went to see the movie. I wasn't going to go see it because all the PR behind it, but I said, let me go and check this out. And once again, the brother, if you notice, the brother <laughs> that was supposed to be the American Negro was the one who got killed. And then the one who wanted to fight for African people all over the world. And the, and the one who won out was the one who was you know, more or less the sellout, but they made him into a hero. 
Mm-hmm. I, that was my take on it. I don't know where people got the idea that this was some great uh, thing that was, you know, would be heroic and, and people in our community could look up to it. We're looking at a a a, a design that once again demonstrates that we can't win or we get killed. If you look at that movie, that's what it says. You know, this guy had all the power to be able to help our people all over the planet, and he made a choice not to do that. Of course, it was a movie. <laughs> you know, so, but I just didn't get where people was all excited about the the message that was coming across that mm-hmm. we was so proud of. I just didn't get that. And I, I like to find yeah. out how your other guests thought of it. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way, Doc. I, I definitely feel the, the the same way about that because all of the uh, euphoria that was being perpetrated behind it and, and people just, uh, you know, which is good to stand behind a black film, of, of course, which is good. But I kind of feel the same way as you do, Doc. I really, really do. Yeah, look at the look at the billions of what is it, billion dollars they have made on this movie, and yep. the people who played in it got chicken feed comparison to other movies. Did did they have any uh, backside uh, participation in in their contracts? Um, I, and that I don't know. I just looked at I I was just looking at the the pay that each one of them got. Yeah, see that doesn't surprise me because. First of all, these black actors are happy to be working. Exactly. Because a lot of them ain't working. And so then when you get the script, and then when it comes out, okay, Black Panther, UK, you think, okay, this is just a normal. See, acting is what they do. Mm-hmm. This is just, it's, a, it's a job for them. So, right. damn, if I, if I can go out, and, and, and if you can see it, Angela Bassett didn't have that big of a role. No, they probably did. shot, yeah. They probably shot all of her scenes in one day. Yeah, and you know, Whitaker was a known director and producer and writer, and and he had a significant role. But I think his paycheck was four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I believe that. And so, but see, when they take those parts, they had no idea that this thing was going to do a billion dollars at the box office. No idea whatsoever. This is, this is just a regular film. And so, therefore, they were selected to do it. Their household names, Forrest Whitaker and Angela Bassett and the brother who played uh, uh, the Black Panther. And so, therefore, you give them, uh, they would consider that, Damn, a decent payday. Because if you, in short, Forrest Whitaker had a smaller role than Angela Bassett. And so yeah. what they do with them is they say, okay, you take this, but tell you what, you're gonna, we need you to come in and shoot for a day, two days, three days, whatever. Then you look at it, damn, 800 grand, three days, yeah. I, I can do that. But when you look at it in comparison to some of these job movies that some are out there probably playing in, and they've been making millions of dollars. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Even like with Marlon Brando, when he shot 
the Superman. Wait, they gave him a million dollars to come and shoot for one day. One day. Right. One day. But I just like That's to it. say, you know, people to go. The people who've seen the movie, go back and look at it again. Because I heard some people said they needed to see it two or three times. Well, some people might see it two or three times to get the real message that came out of that movie. Because I, I didn't find it to be positive at all in terms of our people. I sure our people was working. You know, I agree with you on that, that they got a paycheck, they're working. But I'm talking about the message behind the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't much of it. And uh, in fact, I thought it was a setback. It was a continuation of what Hollywood always do in terms of mm. how they make it look. And I just appreciate that. Yes, sir. Brother Roy, what's your take on on the Black Panther film? Oh, where do you? Hello, yeah, you there? You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it was like like I, I agree with both of you, man. I didn't really, you know, I really feel the same way. I mean, the movie didn't really live up to his billing. What you know, everybody was saying about it. So, but um, you got to remember all this, like you were saying, uh, all the people that was behind it. You got to look at the, the the nature of the beast that's behind that. And once you understand that, you you know that's why I don't too much get into a lot of these. From what I know now, man, I'm not trying to say I know, but I do know. When my eyes is open now, and I see a lot of stuff that what they're really doing to the masses of people. That's that's mm. just enslaving us, and I and I can't go that route no more. I refuse to, mm-hmm. you know. And I believe we all black people, we are here as superior God's people, and we have to really wake up and start really seeing stuff for what it really is, you know. Disney land, Disney land. Just remember, <laughs> that's a that's a fantasy. You know, they bring our kids to it, and they always kept them in that fantasy land. And that's where we are, man. We've got to just wake up as people. Yeah. That's all I just yeah. yeah, like I said, it's when I saw the Disney's behind this, hell, and Disney is the biggest uh, porn uh, production company in, in the country and stuff. So if Disney's involved with it, it's something, something's happened. Okay, let's uh, let's see. We've been going about an hour and a half today, and this is my first day back on the job after about five weeks or so. So uh, let's go through a wrap-up, and um, you can make some closing comments on the economics. You can make it on film, whatever you so desire. Let me start at the top. Gina, go ahead and close this out for today. Um. With what do you want me to say? I don't even know. I've been gone too. I haven't been feeling well. I <clears throat> I can just say that you know one another. I can list another tool to read in terms of the international news and to look at it and analyze what's going on over here. Is um, pick up every now and then a cup of, a copy of the Financial Times if you want the true picture of the United States. Look at it internationally, like Dre's mm-hmm. out. So five dollar mm-hmm. paper or six dollar paper might be even be ten by now. I don't know, but. It's worth a copy, and to try and understand it and figure it out. If you what was the name of that? What's the name of that? And on here, from another perspective. I'm done. Okay, okay I'm finished. Cool. All right, uh, let's go to Brother Roy in Georgia, then we'll go to Dr. 
Kwaku to close it out. Brother Roy, any closing comments? No, I was texting Gina. What was that? Repeat that uh, that news that newspaper. I didn't, I'm gonna it's called the Financial Times. Um, I think Andre, do you know if it's still pink? <laughs> it's a pink newspaper. It's it's got a weird <laughs> color on the newsstand. If it's mm-hmm. but you know it's online too. It's kind of pricey. It's a yeah. pricey newspaper. But it's worth it because you find out things that you did not know that was going on over here in the United States. And, you know, um, in school and learning how to analyze things, that was one of my uh, tools that I did use. Not that I use it a lot now, but I know it's a resource for me if I ever want to go look at something and really start digging into the money system. Mm -hmm. And that's mainly what it is. But it gives you a different perspective as to reading here the United States out, you read out in. And then you can start really putting mm-hmm. it together. That's just one. That's just that one tool. There's several tools out there. Okay, thank you. So if anyone goes to pbs.org, start hitting the links. If you find, I can't remember which module it was in my class, but the uh, weapons, um, what was that war, Dre? The weapons of mass destruction? Yep. By the time I got finished doing research on that and hitting link after link, now mind you, this is not from Dre. This is in a classroom. Link after link after link after link, taking down all that man's riches, there wasn't anything there. Do you know behind all of that is nothing but an oasis of pretty land and one building? Yeah, and and also the leading up to it with the, the destruction of the three buildings there in New York and whatever happened to the planes that uh, did not crash, whatever happened to that and all of that, was leading into um, Iraq. And even when uh, Colin Powell said, don't go in there, because once you go in there, you got to claim it after everything is over. And you don't go into Iraq or anywhere in the Middle East without um, uh, an exit um, strategy. And pardon me for saying that name Middle East, because all of that is still Africa anyway. And so I mentioned the name Middle East just as a reference point. And uh, so, uh, no, it was all a plan. It was all a setup. And and realistically, that was the beginning to what is happening right now when I opened up with my soliloquy at the very beginning about the global currency reset. And you can do your own research, too, on the global currency reset, what that all means, all the players that's involved with it. And, and so... Um, after this thing is over, if you're interested, just go and, and check it all out. And I guarantee you, once you get into it, you'll be very much consumed into this whole thing. And it's going to be very eye-awakening for those of you who are not informed of such matters. Dr. Quay Koo, take us home. Oh, brother, yeah, well. I just I wanted to mention uh, one other thing. Uh, you know, you, you I'm sure everybody, if you pay attention to the news, uh, know that the U.S. that that, that the, the victims of the 9/11 thing have filed a lawsuit against Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know, and I would hope that we as a people, especially as people of color, would take would look at that. You know, because here. Yeah, sure, some of those people may have come from that part of the world, but when you have victims here who can file a lawsuit against their whole system and they think that they have a very good chance of being successful, maybe we need to go back to start thinking about what Malcolm said. We need to do the same thing. 
But I did wanted to bring you guys up to date about a new venture that, well, it's not even a new venture, but I met with some businessmen out of Atlanta. I had a conference call with them a couple of weeks ago. They're going to be out here in, in two to three weeks. And we're putting together a university, a black African university in Sacramento. So it's going to happen. I want people to know that it is going to happen. So we are now just putting it, putting in the legwork that we have uh, the certifying boards and we're going to be on the same level as Stanford or USF or anybody else. So uh, be aware that people are out here working hard to to take back our right to educate ourselves and to be and to inform at whatever level, at the highest levels in the world. And and we will be certified for we'll be able to recognize all over the planet. So I want people to understand that. So that we all are part of a T25CL Entertainment, Family Solutions Inc., a Sacramento Theological Seminary, uh, a Jeffrey's Peace Project, and we're all working on this project together. So uh, that's the new thing that's coming up. I'm going to be very busy working on. And, and we're going to be back on the air Thursday evenings at 7.30, you know, at Soul Vibration. So hopefully this week we'll get all our business taken care of in terms of advertisement, doing the commercials and everything. So, uh, you know, hooked up to all you great people. And, and by all means, come back and check us out on Saturday and on Thursday evening at 7.30. Hotel people. Hotel, hotel. And we'll be back on the air next Saturday at 10 a.m. as well. And hopefully that show next week will be in a whole different light, a whole different spirit because of the events that um, I saw this morning are getting ready to commence uh, on April 1st, which is tomorrow. So uh, pending any other delays or any setbacks, and believe you me, we have definitely had our setbacks over the years. We thought this mess would have been over by now. But uh, but it's okay. We understand why it happened, why the delays happened, and it looks like now it could possibly be a final go, 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 even though it may take another week or two, whatever, to actually deploy everything that's getting ready to happen. And so, but when it does happen, this doesn't mean that I get to go out and sit on the beach for six months. It means I got to work twice as hard as I am right now but maybe a little break in the beginning, of course, to kind of recuperate from all this stuff. So uh, we'll let you know what's up next Saturday here on United We Stand. And if we have to do a special show for whatever reason, we'll let you know. And so uh, we'll just see you next week. What's up? And we'll tune in to all the other radio shows because once this thing goes down and it does become public, I'm pretty sure that Lorenzo will be talking about it on Monday, Barbara on Tuesday, Rosalind on Wednesday, Quake Koo and Corey on Thursday, Lisa and Alice on Friday, me and Quake Koo on Saturday, and the brothers from uh, New Jersey, Daryl and the gang, they'll be talking about it on, on Saturday as well once this thing officially goes public and then it becomes a new day here in America and throughout the world. So we'll see you next Saturday at 10 a.m., but stay in tune with T25CL Entertainment, and uh, and and so it's going to be a nice little it's going to be a nice future. So we'll see you next week. 
with Otep and Assalamualaikum.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.